Talk lines open now at 247-2000. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to First City Forum. My name is Catherine Tatsuda. It's February 2nd, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. I was uh, very surprised by the snow this morning. I'm not exactly sure why. I guess if I looked at the weather forecast, it probably would have told me, but I didn't do that. I'm just very thankful that Melissa Johnson, who's the superintendent for the school district, had posted on Facebook that there was a two-hour delayed start for school, and I was laying in bed going, gosh, I wonder why that is. And I was like, oh, yeah, there must be snow. (laughs) Happy snow day, everybody. (laughs) I am in the studio today with Amy Price and her lovely daughter, Addie. And how old is your daughter, Amy? She's three. She's three. Awesome. Um, And we're going to be talking about a really cool fundraiser that Amy has organized. And then after we're done with that, I've got Grant Echo Hawk here also. And we're going to be talking all about new possibilities for increasing our economic development, bringing new industries in through technology. So I'm really excited about that. So hello, Amy. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Is this your first time on the radio no this is my second oh good still is nerve-wracking you are a pro (laughs) you're looking good so um so you have a really cool fundraiser that kicked off last week can can you tell us about it um casting for recovery actually started yeah uh, last night at 9 p.m it goes for two weeks till february 15th at 9 p.m and casting for recovery is for breast cancer survivors. Um, they they are a nonprofit organization that helps uh, breast cancer survivors go on a retreat, okay, uh, fly fishing, um, and um, some I wouldn't say some sessions for therapy, okay, basically to bring together survivors for. Um, um, so bringing breast cancer survivors together to um, to create community for them, to yes. help them to bring healing in, um, and then also some, sounds like some really cool experiences. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. So is this, um, is this a, like, it must be a larger nonprofit or larger organization that you're helping to support, or? Yes, they have um, nonprofit organizations or casting for recovery is all across america they have this one based in southeast alaska i had actually never heard of it until they reached out to me so i was really happy to support them in this to bring more awareness to it yeah so it's so so the retreat is it's actually going to happen in southeast yes oh very cool so where does it where does it take place at um that one I'm not entirely sure. I know that they were going to have one here in Ketchikan in July. Um, I think the application is still on until next month or April. Um, but on the Art for Auction page, there is a couple links where you can see, you know, you can go on, you can fill out an application you can see more about the casting for recovery (laughs) i'm just over here making best friends with her daughter (laughs) do you want to say hi to everybody hi everybody (laughs) tell them what your name is what's your name what's your name 
This is really fun. Yes, this is really fun, huh? So, um, so Cassie for Recovery is the is what the money is going towards. Yes. And so, how does you know? So it's art for a cause, right? So how does it work? Like, what are you doing to help to raise money for it? So all art is donated art from from the town, and I put it together. I ask for a bidding start price. I ask who's donated it. Um, if they would like to remain anonymous, uh, I ask for the artist, and if I can find the artist Facebook page or web page, then I will post that as well. Um, it's it, everything that I do is to make sure that it's comfortable for the for the person donating as well as the person that would be bidding. So you go on to um, the main post for the art for auction for like casting for recovery because okay. this is a. 10th auction I've done. Oh, wow. So this is just isn't just for casting for recovery. It's for any... You've done multiple ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so people will go on and they will um, click on a picture of an item that they like and then they will place their bid. Um, in the comment section will be the artist's name um, donated by bid start dimensions of the item okay um so that everybody knows exactly what they're getting yeah (laughs) Um, yeah and so usually i run auctions for two weeks Mm -hmm. and by the end of it you know at nine o'clock okay shut it down and then i uh private message each personal winner and their tally um and in, in order for our to auction to for the fundraiser to work, it has to there already has to be like a GoFundMe, a Venmo, or as with Casting for Recovery, they have their own. Um, they have their own website, their own web page, right? To, where you can donate to, and um, so no money passes through my hands unless a person does not feel comfortable with um, doing online money okay, transfers, sure. then they will pan me cash and I will immediately put it into the, the account. Okay, okay, very cool. So if people wanted to look at the art that's up for auction, where do they go? Is that on a, is it a Facebook page? Is it on Facebook, an event? Um, how do they get there? Um, I, it's, an, it's on an actual page, Art for Auction for a Cause. Oh, nice. I also post it in Ketchikan Community Cycle, Ketchikan Community Central, Catch Can page and Catch Can nine 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 zero one. Okay, so it's um, so it has its own Facebook page. Yes, which is titled Art for Auction for a Cause. Yes, and then you've also shared that Facebook page in the event because that's how I found out about it was I saw it on like the Catch Can Community Cycle Facebook page or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so people can go to Facebook and they can view all of the art auction all of the art pieces that are up for auction and they can bid straight from there. Yep. Yeah, and they can see like where all the different bids are and all that stuff and all of the money is going towards this really phenomenal cause, Casting for Recovery, which is designed to help women um, who are recovering from breast cancer heal, build community and have some really great life experiences. So this is the 10th one that you've done? I believe this is the 10th and then I have another one lined up um, for Peace Health. Okay. Um, They weren't able to do their um, the shoe solstice the shoe solstice this past year or actually for the last couple years so the reason why I started it was because of COVID no people people couldn't gather together for fundraisers Um, and this was the only way that I could think of to get it where people can do fundraising 
and still be safe. So Peace Health has reached out to me. They want me to do a fundraiser for them. I believe that one's going to start on March 1st. Okay. Wow. Ten of them. It's like two years, not even two years since like all of that happened and you've done 10 fundraisers. Yeah. What are some of the other organizations that you've helped to support? Um... I've done First City Council on Cancer. That was my last one. I've also done private ones, um, a lot of private ones. Libby Oaksmith, uh, J.C. Sargent, Norman Scant, Norman and Sonia Scant. Yes. Um, So I've I've done several of them for private Okay, reasons and um, people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And if anybody wants to ask me about fundraising or about um, art for auction or are interest or is interested in starting their own fundraiser, they they have no problem. I have no problem with anybody reaching me reaching out to me on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, because I'm going to say, so Amy has, how old is your daughter? Three. She's three. Okay. I know you also have an older, right? I have two older ones. I have a six-year-old and a 12-year-old. Okay. So, Amy, you're a pretty phenomenal mom. I mean, look at you go. Uh, You know, working, being a mom, bringing your daughter onto the radio. But then also, I mean, like being committed to to, um, providing value and doing what you can um, inside of the community. So I just think that that's really phenomenal. So you you are an inspiration to anybody who's thinking, I can't do it or I don't know how. If you want to do something but you don't know where to start, I think, say, Amy is a great place to, to turn to. So, yeah, yeah. And she's not Amy Price on Facebook. I'm just going to say. It's Amy Christensen, um, but I think you can also reach her for through the uh, Art for Auction for a Cause page. So if you go there, um, you can get in, in touch with Amy um, and then also bid on some of this awesome artwork. Yay! Is there anything else you'd like to add, Amy? Um, nope, I don't think, I think that was it. You're good? Yep. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming in and just, you know, coming in and talking about what you have going on. Like I said... Inspiration. Go you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then you guys are welcome to hang out as long as you want to. And I'm going to just move right on over. Hey there, Grant. Hello. You've just been sitting so nice and quiet. Oh, I've got some good stuff going on. <laughs> I'm like, this is fantastic. I know, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, um, I just think that that's incredible. So we're going to be talking... Well, let me back up a little bit. I met Grant a couple few years ago, and I know for sure I interviewed you on the radio in 2020 when you were running for, were you running for Borough Assembly or City Council at the time? uh, Let's see, then I was running for City Council. Okay, for city council, that's what I thought. Okay, I think Addie wants to say goodbye to everybody. Can you say goodbye into the microphone? Yeah. Okay. Say goodbye. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> Yay! Now you can tell everyone you were on the radio. Yeah. I asked her before we came on. I said, "Do you know what the radio is?" And she said, "No." So. <laughs> Yeah, so we interviewed right here on First City Forum when you were running for city council, Mm -hmm. and um, you didn't win that seat on city Mm -hmm. council, but then the following year, you were running, you ran for borough assembly. Yep. 
and you were able to secure a seat on the borough assembly. Yeah. And I want to say before we get into this conversation that you're here as a citizen. So this Correct. is citizen Grant Echo Hawk talking. This he is not representing the borough assembly um, or anything of the projects or whatever their focus is on. Um, we're just talking about um, about some things that Grant and I uh, have talked about and he's talked about with a lot of other people. So I just want to get yep. that out of the absolutely. way. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But this it's important to, to talk about because this is where while you were doing your campaigning for Bro Assembly, you I heard I, I saw you. So I worked down at the Commons at TFCU and you know and I and you were in there all of the time having conversations with people from all different, you know, walks of life inside of the community. And I I I remember kind of um, interrupting a conversation you were having with Abby and Jason with KPU TV and I sat down and I was like, hey, can I join the conversation and you had asked to meet with them because you had ideas about how to expand the skills and abilities um, inside of the the technology world Mm -hmm. to um, to you know expand the possibilities of what catch can can do and what our people can do so um, we had a great conversation and I know that you know you've continued to do that since then so that's what we're here to talk about yeah uh, yeah I it's something that I'm I'm pretty passionate about I I geek out about it pretty pretty hard Um, you know so first of all thanks for having me on and happy Groundhog Day yeah oh I didn't even say (laughs) that yeah Yeah, happy Groundhog Day he did not predict snow i was very no, excited yeah so i'm thinking i think we might be a little late on that spring thing but uh, thanks for having me on and yeah i'm just i'm just really excited about the uh you know at, at the, with within within any economy as we all know it, ne- it needs to be as diverse as possible and and i think that uh not only diversity but it has to be as sustainable as possible so mm-hmm. anything that we do uh, we always want to look into okay is 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 whatever whatever we're, we're working on is it going to last uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 years into the future. Right. Uh, that way we know it's it's not only going to create jobs, but create prosperity. And that, that's, I think, is the ultimate goal is is to create prosperity for the individual, for the family, for our community. And um, and I do see that technology and the tech, tech-based jobs do do check off a lot of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I wanted to, I've really been advocating for <clears throat> us uh, as a community, as individuals, thinking about um, the assets and resources that we have in our community, leveraging them, and then seeing what we can do about uh, adding more uh, diversity to our existing, uh, to the ex- industries that we have. Um, and so, you know, a couple of things that I, I really wanted to kind of highlight was, was that by and large, most of the uh, jobs that that I'm most excited about, like web design and database administrators and IT security and all those information security, um, most of those uh, are pretty much any any job that I that, that I talk about today. It's gonna it has a uh, lower unemployment rate than the national average, and it has consistently been lower for the last ten years. Um, has a higher a rate of pay mm-hmm. than the median, uh, in many cases, the median household income here in our community. Mm-hmm. And again, it it is they're, they're sustainable. If if we um, technology isn't going to go anywhere, the, we um, the commerce, trade, the economy is is all ones and zeros traveling at the speed of light. You know, so getting a robust workforce uh, within our community that can work in these in these uh, in this landscape. Uh, brings 
again, diversity, and it also brings more prosperity into our community. So that's why I've been really, really excited about having this conversation and seeing really kind of seeing what's possible. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to, to really put our finger on what is possible. But I, I do know that just about anything is possible, considering the assets we have in our community. Yes, definitely. Well, I, you know, I, I was really excited by the conversation that I just sat on in with you and with Jason and Abby with you know I'm saying hey what about technology mm-hmm. hey what about technology because like it wasn't even something that in my head I had even thought about, you know, and I'm not that old, everybody. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I guess if you ask my kids or anybody in their 20s or 30s, I might be old, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But it really, like, I I hadn't even, you know, realized, like you were just saying, the resources that we do have at our fingertips, which is specifically that fiber optic line, Mm -hmm. um, that, I mean, gives us a tremendous amount of internet power and ability yeah and um and so can you you know so you you named you know some of the different opportunities and then you know and and yes technology jobs there's there's money is in technology it is that's that's tremendous so what are some things that you know that would need to happen inside of the community to 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 bring this to life to you know especially for the long term well, I, I think, you know, um, you did touch on a little bit, really understanding the asset that we do have in our community. We have we have uh, private and public high fiber optic coming into our community. So we have a couple of options. And and that that fiber optic network cannot be cannot be overstated on how important it is. Uh, and most of the state does not have fiber optic. There's many, many communities within all throughout the country that don't have it. They're still trying to get access. We have it and it's live and it's ready to go. And, and you know, so it's really important that when we have an asset like that, that we leverage it. I kind of think about it like if we had um, a natural spring in the middle of the island, we would we would bottle it mm-hmm. and we would sell it yes, and we would. We, you know we we and and so the same thing with with assets like fiber optic it is here we're connected to it and it opens up so many doors and one thing that that makes <clears throat> our particular uh, at least with the with the with the public version um, I, I I wasn't able to track down yet on the the private version but on the public version it is synchronous fiber optic and that's that's a really important distinction um, both are great either way the fact that we have it there there's no downside to having fiber optic network but what makes synchronous fiber optic network um unique is that upload speeds and download speeds are the same mm-hmm. and that's and that's really you know when you're sending big packets of data when you're sending video uh it, it really doesn't make a difference and an easy way to to kind of see what that looks like is um if you run a i would um one thing that i that uh, i would recommend is just take out your cell phone turn off the wi-fi and uh, do a speed test, just to search speed test. Uh, probably what will come up is a, 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 a website called Speakeasy and just run the speed test. It's gonna ping uh, servers probably somewhere on the West Coast. But what you're gonna see is that your uh, the download speeds are probably gonna be, let's say 50 megs, and then the upload speeds are gonna be 10. And that's pretty standard. It's about a five to one ratio from download and upload. Uh, and so when we have a synchronous, it's if it's if it offers 50 meg download, it's going to be 50 meg upload as well. Mm-hmm. And those those little differences are really important when you're dealing with um, moving a lot of data around. And again, that's what 
these tech jobs are all about. So first, really kind of appreciating this asset and leveraging it. Uh, again, whether it be the public option or the private option, we have options and both of them are great. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, what we, we do have, I'd I like to just plug the maritime um, facility here we have in town. It's another tremendous asset uh, that they offer engineering uh, workforce development, a CNA development, um, welding, you know, that it is, uh, I, I recommend any young people that are looking at their options, whether to go to college, whether to go to trade, to make sure that they look at the Maritime Center, because it really is fantastic. That's managed through the uh, UAS, um, uh, up the, uh, managed through the, through the college. Right. Okay. Um, and so we do have, so we, we already understand the importance of workforce development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that looking at options to also deliver training to anybody that wants it, but in particular to our young people, to give them another option. You know, some folks are going to go off to college, and that's fantastic. I fully endorse and encourage that. Some folks are going to go off to trade. I fully endorse and encourage that. Uh, And then so I would like, I I think it would would be prudent to add in tech-based training as move that into the workforce development realm mm-hmm. uh, so we can give these uh, young again anybody that's interested but in particular young people another option uh, of web design of app design uh, you know the uh, I'm sure you've, you've heard of wordle I'm sure you've heard of that well <laughs> I have and I saw these things across Facebook with everyone's like little wordle stores right. and I was like obviously these folks are way smarter than I am because uh, I, I, yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I have not wordled yet I, yeah, I, neither I, have I. I, I did read an article though that the New York Times purchased it for like seven figures yeah, or low, something. Yeah, yeah. Low, low seven figures. Yeah. And, and that is the most I learned about that application yeah. was through that. Through oh, the, and it's, it's so I read, yes, low seven figures mm-hmm. and it's a word guessing game. It's a word guessing game. Yeah. And, it's, and it's a very simple, uh, very, very simple, easy program that that just really enthralled enthralled everybody. Uh, like I said, I haven't had an opportunity to jump in and check it out. And um, but but you know is created it was a is a relatively simple program uh somebody designed it somebody threw it out there everybody loved it and that and then then they were able to sell it for low seven figures i mean just imagine how amazing it would be if one of our young people here in in town creates a little app it it, it gets you know it, it it gets attention then all of a sudden they sell it for you know, even a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, right. that, that would be amazing. It would you know? be amazing. Uh, and so, those types of opportunities become available when we embrace the, when we embrace the the, the technology that's a, that that is available. Mm-hmm. Those opportunities, uh, you know, not those are that's kind of like winning the lottery ticket. But I would say that winning those tickets, the odds are much better when we have when we have that framework and that knowledge to be able to do these things. And so, um, so those are the two things to answer your question, you know, what can we do to kind of get, you know, kind of move us into that direction of, of is one really embracing the assets, the fiber optic, the two fiber optic assets that we have in our community and to move the, um, you know, consider workforce development, including these, 
knowledge and training on these tech-based uh, tech-based jobs. Yes, absolutely. I have some thoughts about that, but we're going to go to a quick break um, so you can listen to some messages from our sponsors that help to make the show possible. We're talking with Grant Echo Hawk about um, what's possible with technology in bringing new industries to Ketchikan and helping to lift us up for the long term. That's the goal. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. This is First City Forum. We will be right back, you guys. And we are back with First City Forum. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. We're having a great conversation with Grant Echo Hawk, who's representing himself and his own ideas here today, talking all about technology and how we can leverage this incredible resource that we have, which is the fiber optic internet cable that is brought right here into Ketchikan. And it just opens up so many doors of possibility for us to bring us up to, you know, I guess the the, the current modern age mm-hmm. and um, and just expand all of our opportunities as a community. And so, Grant, you were just talking with us about um, how we can leverage that and then mm-hmm. also uh, workforce development and, mm-hmm. you know, that there's opportunities there. Um, and I had spoken earlier that, you know, I you had had a a tremendous amount of conversations with people from all different walks of life in the community, you know, and part of those conversations involved, you know, this idea. What what were some of the things that you learned from all of those people that you talked to? Well, I I think the the number one takeaway from, from having these conversations throughout the community is, is, um, is one there, there's a thirst for, this um for for what's possible you know i think that's that's really is is the 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 number one thing is is as as we're having these conversations they they invariably invariably lead to huh you know could we could do this or or let's let's talk about what's possible um and and so that's the number one thing there there seems to be a thirst for it uh and and second i would say that that the um you know as as far when we when we start having the conversations we kind of run into a little bit of a stumbling block of well here's what we could do but we need the the people to to lay the lay the groundwork to teach everyone else how to yes. do it because we you know and so uh, and I, and I know that um, remote workers uh, you know that that's trying to attract remote workers into our community is is a prime example of that you know getting whether we bring them in from outside or we train from from within is once we get a foundation of of folks that have the knowledge that can then train other people then then i believe we're going to see exponential growth in these in one in interest and possibilities mm-hmm. uh, and i'd say that those are those are the two big takeaways uh as and the, the only real obstacle that i that i really ran into with my conversations is uh, was that that piece of oh man there's here's all these amazing things that we could do but do we have the the uh, the knowledge already in the community to actually do them? Right. Right. And and the the other nice thing is is once we do a, once we do have a, a good um, a good workforce uh, with this knowledge, that means that our we our municipalities can take advantage of of that knowledge. Our um, education system could take advantage of that knowledge. Our businesses could take advantage of that knowledge. We have more in house resources, so we do not have to um, contract out. Let's say from um, other businesses 
out of our community or out of the state, we, we can we can keep the money within our community mm-hmm. as we have more and more people able to even even with basic um, basic troubleshooting and and um, you know fi- you know fixing bugs and things like that and software. All of these things um, that if we can keep them in house and have a few more folks that that have this knowledge, that's just more money that stays within the community. And and again, basic economics: the more money you can keep in your community, the further it goes, uh, and it, it it multiplies upon itself as it as it changes hands. Uh, so it, that's what helps stabilize an economy. Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, I you know I you talked a lot about you know, offering this type of education to young people and. And I think that that's really important as well as providing it to, you know, to adults or anybody who's mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, to expand themselves, create new opportunities for themselves. But I want to focus for a second on the young people aspect of it. Um, did you have the chance to speak with any high schoolers or seniors um, about this idea? I have not. I've okay. not spoke. Yeah. So, um it, it is it is on my it is on my radar right <laughs> i do have a i do have a, a great relationship with a couple of educators here in town and um and you know once i once i kind of get things moving along to where i feel like there's there's a um I, I can put a path together because mm-hmm. right now it is it, a lot of it is is getting the data and, and um, seeing seeing again seeing what's possible uh, then then the next stage would be to to bring it into talk to some young folks, see what they're looking for, mm-hmm. uh, see if you know. Uh, again, this may not be everybody's everybody's well, path, and, but, and it won't be right? because that's just the nature of humans, exactly. Right? But but they, but it's a new path that mm-hmm. currently isn't there, or you know maybe there are individuals, and I know for sure, you know several. Uh, I know several people who own um, you know digital marketing companies. They make websites. You know, there's probably people who build apps in mm-hmm. their spare time you know um but it's all they're just little individuals or very small pockets and things like that oh hey we have a caller okay. let's answer the phone <laughs> you need your headphones oh, you pretty headphones. sure i remember how to do this from yesterday okay we're gonna answer the phone hi welcome to first city forum who are we talking to hello oh i gotta turn the yes. hello oh i'm what sorry <laughs> what was your name again we didn't catch that yeah dave Hey, Dave. And uh, how, how are we doing? Um, Good. I've had some great ideas. One of the things that was brought to the borough um, quite a few years ago when the timber industry had a big whack was in British Columbia. They have a industry called Forest Botanicals, and it's the stuff you when you buy a flower arrangement, um, there's some green leaf stuff in there, and that's what it is. And it's about a $70 million industry in bc employing over 2300 people oh wow huh and um it is something that the borough could look into the borough i don't know how many acres the borough has how many acres does the borough have they actually own you know i actually i don't know that i don't know that number yeah so uh, and i thirteen thousand, and mostly over in gravina you can imagine the amount of forest botanicals that would be over there, and if the borough just would uh, have someone look into it, find out kind of what some more general information, and make it av- the borough land available to harvest that, um, and it would tie in great with your high tech thing here, because you know you got to harvest. You'd probably want to harvest it like any 
anybody else that uh, does that. So it'd be, the land would be in sections or areas, and they could certainly do that with their phone nowadays. Uh, you'd know you're in the correct area for this year's harvesting or whatever. Uh, but there's just a lot of ideas out there for not just employing the young people, but just people in general right. that don't want to work in an office or, you know, at a desk looking at a screen all day. And it might be great for the borough to have a um, a workshop, they call a workshop, or maybe a, a every month agenda item that says, if you have an idea about something that you'd like to do in a borough, and there's some regulations or policies that kind of put a kibosh to it, um, we will talk about it on this next meeting and invite the people to the borough or they can give the borough assembly members ideas of what it is that they'd like to do and what's stopping them as far as regulation, borough regulations and borough policies. And I'll bet you could just come up with a jillion new little businesses, maybe not so little in the borough, just from what we got available that yeah, that's a really interesting idea, and I love that. Um, I yeah, no one's brought that up no, before. Yeah. yeah, so that's a brand new one. So yeah, I appreciate that, Dave. That's a yeah. that's a, well, yeah. We brought it up the borough when they had their ten million they got sure. from the federal government for, um, uh, I guess for forced reemployment or something like that. And uh, of course, they were interested at that time to build a bowl factory, and weren't right. interested in. Um, you know anything else but right. um the borough don't need to spend any money or hire anyone they just need to make it available get the information make that information available of what it takes to do this and turn it loose to the public and if there's any changes in regulations or borough policies on borough land that need to be done look into that um that's a huge industry. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, and I really appreciate you calling in with that. Well, uh, yeah, thank you. All right, anything else, Dave? I'm going to let you go, if not. Nope, you, oh. bet. you guys have a good awesome. day. Awesome, thanks so much. Thanks for calling. Bye. All right, thanks, Dave. Well, that was fascinating. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know, they're really, and again, at the end of the day, um, it's about diversity. It's about a diverse Absolutely. economy, and and you know, even though even though I'm I'm here expressing my own opinions, not mm -hmm. as a as a, 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 a you know representing anybody, I will say that um, input like that is so vital in making right. sure that that uh, that policymakers uh, are 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 here from the community you know uh, whether it be for you know our two municipalities the city or the borough um you know the, the easiest way to get information to to the policymakers is to contact the clerk make sure that it, of whichever one you're trying to reach and and then it gets disseminated and and that that input is so vital right because uh, not not um we all know a little I mean, together we we know a lot. Yes. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually a huge, also huge fan of things like uh, closed loop food systems, and yeah. you know, as as we've seen the um, the 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 shelves a little bare right. in the grocery stores, yes. and that makes me that makes me very uncomfortable. That mm -hmm. makes me very that we're so reliant on mm -hmm. uh, food outside. So that's another th that's another conversation I'm trying yeah, to pull together. But I want to. <laughs> well, so just, I, Mark Flora was a really big proponent for um, mm -hmm. a food system 
sustainability program right. or you know having that and so I and I he was on the show when I was hosting previously I want to bring him back on and even maybe bring some additional people on to, to have that conversation because we are experiencing that yeah, it's in, an important like, conversation. I mean, it's, it's tremendous mm-hmm. you know we see it so but let's get back to let's get back to this conversation about, t- about technology mm-hmm. and I think Dave called in right when we were talking about you know it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea right, yeah. and and Dave called in I mean right at that perfect time because mm-hmm. he's like you know hey we, we, there's people who don't want to sit in front of the computer all day and totally right mm-hmm. you know I and so when Grant was like listing off you know some of the different opportunities for people in IT whether it be web design or um, coding or you know IT their security, security stuff yep, uh-huh. I mean there's there's massive opportunity yeah. especially for jo- these big organizations even the like the large organizations and smaller ones that are here they mm-hmm. need network security I mean that's a real thing yep. I would die if I had to do any of those jobs <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I'm actually the same boat as, as excited I'm as I am about them I I no, I, I couldn't be able to do it, and and so, uh, well, let's say I probably could, but there, I'm right. sure they're much more. I would. Much it more would be painful. People, yeah, right, there's, right. and they could do it a lot faster and yeah. a lot better. But you know, we live in a diverse community, mm-hmm. um, and where you know there are people, and especially now, and I was asking about the young people if you'd have a had a conversation with them because you know, they see the world of of possibility, mm-hmm. but then you know, and they live in that in that digital realm. Yeah. You know, they live in the world of cell phones and apps and, you know, everything is you order your food on an app and have it delivered to you, not in Ketchikan. Well, no, that's not true. You can do that through Ketchikan. K-Town Delivery mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. So big thanks to um, Isaiah Navalis for, for bringing that. And he uh, he had his own app created to be able to run his business yeah. here in Ketchikan. Um, and so so there are young people, and he's in his mid-20s, you mm-hmm. know, so and, and he's born and raised in this digital age. And I think that providing that type of education, providing that type of support, but also just being like, hey, if you're interested in it, we will support you in it. Mm-hmm. Rather than being, no, you have to go someplace else and um, learn about that because we just are focused on these things that we're focused on, you know? Oh, absolutely. And that can be, I mean... It, 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 it sometimes it does require a shift in thinking, you know? Yeah. I, I actually have two, um, my two nephews live with me and, uh, you know, they're, they're 19 and... Uh, 20 um and this is their life technology is their life Mm -hmm. and and they're even you know one of them is talking about monetizing um you know video streaming and things like that and 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 it it really just as as something that's from a different generation i'm like that's absolutely amazing that you can make money doing that but if if that's if you can make six figures or whatever yeah you can if you can support yourself doing that yeah have at it have have a ball you know right. and so it, it definitely uh, you know it, it sometimes and that's true anytime that there's progress anytime there's something new sometimes we have to rethink what what we've accepted as the the the, the status quo right and say okay is and and it's so important i think uh, particularly with an economy is we always have to be nimble we always be have to be willing to take calculated risks mm-hmm. and and uh, with something like this um i believe that the uh the reward far out outweighs any potential risk uh 
and not not only do we do we offer not only could these 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 new opportunities arise but the nice thing about it is as as i'm sure you we've all had many discussions about is that housing can be a challenge in our community Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these jobs that i'm talking about do not take up a lot of space you can do it in your living room in your bunny slippers and you know, and you have bunny slippers. I, I, I have bear claw <laughs> slippers. So, you know, they don't take a lot of space. And, and as an, another, another thing that again, going back to the, the, that fiber optic that we do have and the ability to build off of that is that as other communities come along and able to get access to fiber optic of their no, of their own here in the region and throughout Alaska, they're going to need people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're going to need people with yes. the knowledge to do the things that they want to do. Yes. Uh, and if we can get ahead of that, and again, I'm, I'm all about keeping as much of the money within our community, within the region, within the state as possible, mm-hmm. much rather have um, businesses supporting our local folks uh, rather than, again, having to outsource out out of the country or even I'm sorry, out of the state or even out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, I was just speaking with somebody who works at uh, an organization here in Ketchikan and they are they are working on creating a new app for, Mm -hmm. you know, to help with something. Um, And they spent fifty thousand dollars to an outside company Mm -hmm. that still hasn't delivered that product yet. Mm-hmm. And it's been well I, over I know, a year. I know about you know, the story. You know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's crazy when, mm-hmm. you know, and I actually, I know that there are people, there are some app developers here in Ketchikan who could have done that, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we can expand that. We can, mm-hmm. and that's, there. there is, there's tremendous opportunity. And, um, and the great thing about this technology stuff, you know, we're just going to go back to that conversation about college. You know, there's a place and uh, for and for people who want to go to college, it is not the only way. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and there are such there is is such great opportunity and real money to be earned, family living wages that we don't have a whole lot of in Ketchikan um, inside of that world of technology. Yeah, I, I do think that um, you know I, I'm an advocate for a broad um, education, regardless of what which direction anybody decides to go. I, I just think that um, educating yourself as much as possible to better understand the world better you know um, develop those critical thinking skills that are so important with all employers mm-hmm. there's no employer out there that's going to go you know what we don't want critical thinking in, in our organization <laughs> right. they critical thinking is so important and so uh, a lot of that comes from a very broad spectrum of, of an education but but with that again everybody's path can be their own and yes. and um and you know there there's it, 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 what it comes down to is options, mm-hmm. as many options as we can, uh, and then as a community, um, you know, if, if we can really embrace uh, this, you know, embrace this the potential of what's there, uh, and then we, you know, lift up our 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 our. our you know, our folks that are going into these fields, trying to, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the, the local um, delivery, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we support our local businesses, we lift them up. And that's true with, you know, anybody's like, hey, I want to develop an app or I want to do this. Oh, absolutely. Let's 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 support you as much as we can to um, to to just create that culture of embracing uh, what's new and what is possible. Yes, for sure. I also want to touch on, I mean, technology doesn't just mean you know creating apps building doing it maintenance it also means 
you know, there's Deborah um, Hayden was here with uh, Grow Catch Can yesterday, and she was talking a lot about you know the possibility with video videography. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, learning about how to use you know digital graphic design. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there is so much that falls into that realm of technology and what we can do. You know, and if we look at what KPU TV is doing, they're creating um, beautiful, mm-hmm. highly you know high quality content that is all completely local and they're taking full advantage of that you know what did you call it uh, synchronous the synchronous yep. yeah um s- yes synchronous of, fiber, <laughs> yeah, of our yep. of our internet yep. where you know they're able to download mm-hmm. but then they are uploading massive files that they're sending to the editor and then they're having to bring those back you know yep. and there's a lot of opportunity for people who are interested in doing film work who are interested in you know expanding themselves in a lot of other ways yeah and uh, as a matter of fact that is the that's what led to my meeting with abby and jason was Mm -hmm. i was interested in that uh video production aspect Mm -hmm. uh, and and um as well just in tech trace but specific to that but again as as the more conversation i've I've had the the more potential i see and the more possibility that I, i feel is out there uh so i've just been really uh um, just, just excited again. Excited about the possibility as I've had these conversations. Yes, definitely. So, what are some of the next steps? Well, I, I think you know, uh, as a community, uh, again going back to really, really embracing and uh, that that network that we do have, leveraging as much as we can, um, encouraging where where possible, more you know. Um, if if it, it, it is a state-run facility, the, again, the Maritime Center, and I, I don't want to speak for UAS or the state, but personally, I, I would love to see um, additional uh, training opportunities there that, that do offer coding and web design mm-hmm. and app design and things like that. Um, you know, if, if that's possible, I think that'd be great, uh, but uh, that's a, a further conversation we need to have. And then, um, and then just in general, like I said, um, if, if as a community we do see um, somebody starting off as a with a with a new um, a, a new web based or or technology based business, make sure that we we give them the full like we always do. We right. always do. We give everybody the full support and help them help them prosper. Again, um, the the types of jobs that come out of these these industries, uh, they pay better than than average yes they have a lower unemployment employment rate than average and they are sustainable yeah um and those are those are three when we're when we're planning an economic strategy that's checking off some really big important boxes yeah my sister's husband Mm -hmm. um he went to uh trade school tech school he you know got like a six or a nine nine month certificate in um some sort of technology field and Mm -hmm. now he works for he's worked for microsoft he's worked for um uh, Nintendo. He's worked mm-hmm. for several other of these big companies, helping to develop their video games, um, right. and he makes a nice amount of money doing that. Right. And um, previous to COVID, he have to he went into the office, but with COVID, for nearly the last two years, he's been working at home doing this. And and I mean that's just one another example, and that's a real life example that mm-hmm. I have had that I have seen with what's possible with um, in a short period of time. Right. You know, um, and once you have that skill set, you have that skill set. 
yeah, and absolutely. you're in demand. Yep, and and as as technology changes, and as you know, because just think about how much our cell phone has changed in the last twenty years. Right. You know, twenty years from now, what what we see, uh, we're, we're going to be blown away by whatever is happening twenty years from now. And if we get in as quickly as we can, wh- whoever has this knowledge will be will have that foundation to carry them. You know, to whatever happens in the future. Yeah, definitely. And it expands opportunities and then it, it gives our people in our community, you know, and another path to mm-hmm. possibly yeah, go more down. More options. Yeah, yeah, just more options. And I think that I think that that's a phenomenal thing. So thank you for starting that conversation and, you know, just even bringing it on air with us so that we can, you know, listen. And maybe there's some people who are like, oh, bah, technology, meh, you know. <laughs> um, but there's other people who are going, oh, wow, yeah, this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to do this. Or maybe, you know, my child would like to do this. Or, you know, I just think this is a really great thing. But again, we live in a diverse community community with mm-hmm. people with a yeah. lot of different experiences and ideas who all bring value in some way yep, so um, yeah well thank you so much um, I've been speaking with Grant Echo Hawk having a great conversation about technology so can people get in touch with you oh, if yeah. they want to continue the conversation uh, you know outside of the radio because we have two minutes left <laughs> sure yeah uh, anybody's uh, can I put my phone number on yeah, there yeah I mean if you yeah. want to you I, might get I don't some mind. interesting calls I don't, I'm <laughs> so uh the, the best way to always reach me is by phone or text, uh, and I'm at 425-249-6085. Or if you want to send me an email, um, uh, I'm at grant.echohawk at gmail, or always on the Facebooks or Messenger. So, awesome. Yeah, but uh, I would do phone call, Messenger, email as a hierarchy okay phone call messenger email i guess i should get your phone number because i was messaging you (laughs) anyways all right well that is the end of our show today thank you so much grant for coming on i loved this conversation looking forward to it continuing and seeing what we can bring i also just want to say a big thank you to amy price she ducked out of here with her daughter Addie just a little bit ago but i'm so thankful for the work that amy is doing if you're interested or want to participate in that art for auction for a cause it's going on through February 15th. You can learn more about it and see all of the art pieces that are up for auction at the Facebook page that is titled Art for Auction for a Cause. My name is Katherine Tatsuda. I'm checking out for the rest of the day, but I will actually be back on air tomorrow. Brittany, Brittany Rickert is going to be your host, and she's going to be interviewing myself and my father. And we're going to be talking about what's going on with us, um, how we coped with the loss of Tatsudas, what the future looks like, all of that good stuff. And then I'll be back as host of First City Forum next Tuesday and Wednesday, talking with First City players, UAS, and also Ketchikan Museums. All right, you guys, stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you soon.